0: Alrighty then, this is the WCHL podcast. I am the commissioner, Christopher Perry, and we don't have Andrew Majekirth on this edition of the podcast because he's already given us his predictions for the national championships, but instead we have a very special guest all the way from spring, Vegas himself. It's the assistant coach for the Missouri State Ice Bears, and more importantly, a fervent listener, one of our 12 listeners to the <laughs> WCHL podcast. It's Mr. Cliff Cook. Cliff, how are you today? I'm doing
1: all right. I, I, every time I hear that intro music, it brings back
0: memories. Uh-oh. Of my, my time
1: back in uh, Oklahoma City with the Blazers.
0: Well, that's uh, – yeah, it's good, good times. It, it's uh, – you know, the, I, I, they hit – I think they hit it uh, – well – I just, let's just say they were at the, at the right place at the right time with a lot of good things and a lot of good people. And that made a very big impression on me. So, uh, yeah, when we had the opportunity to track down Ben Buckland and obviously I knew all about the grand illusion and everything like that, uh, <laughs> we could put two and two together really quick. So, uh, absolutely. You know,
1: that was good times.
0: Yeah. Great times. Great times. <laughs> Hey, uh, before we get going uh, too much in earnest here, Cliff, um, I just want to apologize uh, in advance. Uh, We're doing this from my super secret home studio, and my next-door neighbors, for whatever reason, have decided to employ two local yokels to uh, cut down a tree in their front yard. (laughs) and so i'm expecting at any moment to uh, be interrupted or to hear well we're going to probably hear a chainsaw or two slightly in the background but i'm also expecting an ambulance uh, because these guys are literally you know climbing in the tree uh no supports no safety systems whatsoever in in place i've been uh I've been watching every now and then, and junk is falling out of the tree, and you know the poor. There's one guy in the tree, one guy on the ground, and the guy on the ground is like dodging everything. So uh, at some point in time, I think one of these two jokers are going to hurt themselves. So uh, don't in be surprised. Yeah, don't yeah, be in some
1: pr- ways that sounds fitting.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it could be, it could be. They, uh, yeah, it, it would be appropriate for a suboptimal podcast to all of a sudden have a. uh Uh, a a medical emergency from uh, next door so anyways uh, just uh, be forewarned if all of a sudden we hear sirens they're not coming for me or you they're coming for our uh, for frickin frack the uh, two guys (laughs) in the tree so uh, oh my goodness I couldn't believe it Anyways, hey Cliff, uh, let, let's do this. Before we get talking about the national tournament, let's talk really quick about uh, Missouri State and the season to date so far. Got off to a rocking season. You came to the semester break, and I he had some uh, personnel changes, not necessarily due to your choice, uh, but you've uh, I thought you've had a pretty good little uh, pretty good little spring semester as well. But let's that's my take. Let's hear it from from the horse's mouth himself.
1: Yeah, I I would. Th- tend to agree. The first half of the season in the fall, obviously record wise, was fantastic. Uh, I think an argument could be made with a few exceptions, of course, you know, Lindenwood, UCO, uh, UNLV, things like that. I think our fall schedule may not have quite been as, t- as difficult as our spring, uh, but, you know, we got to take advantage of those games. And in the spring, our record wasn't great, but i think all in all we're, we're pretty pleased with where we're at um, as you mentioned unfortunately you know we lost a, a player to eligibility great eligibility issues at the break and that was a big hit for us and then we became very injury prone if you will uh in the spring here um but thankfully it appears as we're a week away almost well a week and a few hours away from our our first game up at uh Centine Center there. We are as close to fully healthy as we've been in a long time. I I don't think any team is going to be 100% healthy this time of year, except for maybe Wood, who hasn't played very many games, but uh, I think we're as close as we're going to get at this point, so we're we're pretty
0: happy. Good. Very good. Isn't that hard to believe? I mean, we're doing this... uh... Um, we're, we're taping this on, on a Saturday, uh, afternoon and, uh, yeah, it's like four days away is when national starts and you guys get going uh a week from today on, on Saturday, you hit played in the third game of the day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's exciting times. We're, we're trying, I mean, we're obviously preparing, but we're obviously we're also trying to keep uh, emotions in check. We've got a lot of work to do between now and next Saturday. So boys have a, a weekend off this weekend, to you know, relax and, do what they're going to do. But I, I do know the attitudes are right. They're, uh, you know, everybody knows that we've got a, a good opportunity here. So uh, I, as sometimes I know we joke about this, but I, I do fully expect they're, they're behaving themselves and are really honestly focused on the job at hand.
0: Very good. Very good. All right. Well, let's uh, – I'll tell you what. I'm giving the guys the weekend off before nationals would scare the heck out of me. Um <laughs> I would, I would always hate to have to go uh, get a phone call from the jail, um, but um, that's we've just... we got
1: a great leadership. Yeah, we've got a great leadership group. They, these guys, you know, especially some of the seniors that are, this is their last chance at it. They're going to keep everybody in line because, you know what, I think we've got something special here this year, and uh, we're ready to hopefully
0: make some magic. Good. Very good. All right. Well, let's see. That's the difference between uh, your, your teams and, and my old teams. Um, the leadership group was definitely in question, especially if I was leading the place. So, Hey, uh, let's, let's do this. Let's dive right into it. Do you have a bracket handy or anything, or do you want me to just walk you right on through? Uh
1: I've got my bracket right
0: here, Woo-hoo. Right it's ready to go. Let's do this, we start things off on it, now, <laughs> and under, before we get going Cliff, understand this, nobody listens to this podcast, except for maybe two <laughs> or three people out of Springfield, so feel free, bulletin board material, give us your unvarnished opinion, again, no one's going to listen. <laughs> and especially for people from the east coast or or up north so uh Not sure i just just i'd lay that ground rule or that that out there so that uh
1: go, go, go midwest heavy
0: yeah, well, I don't want you to. I, <laughs> what I I don't want you to hold back, thinking that oh boy, someone might hear this. and We need to walk on eggshells. I mean, who cares? No one's listening. Just, this is just two friends. Just gonna
1: just going load up everybody's bulletin board, even if we're not playing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's do it then. Here we go. Uh, first game of the day on Thursday. It's uh, the number thirteen Pit Panthers, the almost champions of the Chma. Uh, I guess they were the regular season champions. And taking on Navy, number twenty, the twenty seed, they were the champions of the terrible Philadelphia League, the East ECHA, whatever that is. Uh, what do you think is going to happen there in that playing game?
1: Well, Navy's obviously a great story getting to the tournament, but uh, you know Pittsburgh's already played them a couple times this year and, and handled them pretty easily. I, I think Pittsburgh's got this
0: pretty pretty clean. <laughs> It's, it's, it's tough to root against Navy simply because, exactly. not, f- not for hockey purposes, just because of life purposes. Because yeah. they're, they're going to go and do things that I don't have anywhere near the nerve to do. Um, Absolutely. And so uh, you, it's tough to root against them. But in, from a hockey perspective, I think they're going to get waxed.
1: Uh, Yeah, I I fear that as well. Hopefully, since uh, goal differential and all that doesn't matter too much at this point in the season, uh, maybe Pittsburgh will get up on them a bit and maybe just work on some things for the next round.
0: There you go. There you go. All right. Uh, the next game on Thursday will pit uh, the champions from the B Conference, uh, Maryville, uh, taking on the playoff champion from the uh, Pittsburgh Conference, uh, the Chma. That would be number nineteen, John Carroll. So a fourteen nineteen seed, Maryville versus John Carroll.
1: Well, I think my buddy John Hogan's going to like me for a couple of rounds here, anyways. Uh, Maryville's, you know, we played them very tight. This year, they, they beat us in, in extra innings, if you will, both nights uh, up here in Jordan Valley. And uh, we are almost identical teams. Uh, so we know exactly what, what to expect from them. And I, I think they're going to have no real issues with John Carroll. Um, you know, the kind of the surprise entry, if you will. Uh, didn't they knock out another WCHL
0: team? They did. They did. They took care of Utah.
1: Yeah. So your B conference needs to do us a favor and get them out of here
0: yeah uh, yeah isn't, isn't that the truth isn't that the truth i was uh i was actually hoping this is just me being evil i was hoping that the uh matchup that john carroll had would be against pitt you know and yeah. that would be uh you know the team they beat in the playoff to get into nationals would be the first game they play at nationals so it would just really suck all the way around but uh no such luck
1: but, yeah I, at least i think maryville's gonna have no real issue here uh they're, they're a lot like us they're not gonna go out and- score 100 goals on a team even though they've done it once or twice this year we did it once or twice
0: they're gonna rely heavily
1: on goaltending and uh just kind of a smothering defense so uh you know I, i don't expect a massive blow up per se but i don't think they're gonna have any real trouble
0: here okay very good. Well, hey, the next game on Thursday, the third playing uh, game of the day, it's number 15, Ohio. That's Andrew's favorite team of all time. The other OU,
1: yeah,
0: uh, they're going to take on the Purple Eagles from Niagara, the number 18 seed. So Ohio Niagara and Cliff, remember these two teams already played twice before down in Ohio.
1: They did, and you know we we had a chance, obviously, to see Ohio last year at Nationals and despite the result uh, I think the argument can be made it was the best game of the tournament um, Niagara's a good team as well uh but I you know I think I think this could be a pretty close game. there's no question but ohio's pretty pretty solid got to give them credit for that uh they, they play a difficult schedule uh, you know they 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 did beat uh Liberty this year although you know we'll get to liberty here in a little bit uh, i don't know if they're quite what they've been Past still great games uh yeah I see Ohio taking this one but I think it's going to be a pretty pretty close pretty count closest of the first three games for
0: sure really okay all right interesting well then let's get on to the fourth game uh because that'll pit uh, from the WCHL it'll pit number 16 Arizona uh, against number 17 Michigan Dearborn uh, will that one also be a close game or do you think that's going to be a little bit uh, a little bit wider margin
1: I think this could be similar to our game with Ohio last year. I think it's going to be a one-goal game
0: coming right down to the end. But uh, I
1: do believe that Arizona is going to take this. Uh, be, I hope they can find a way to, you know, beat them by more than one. But uh, at the end of the day, I think a Wednesday win. And I think
0: Arizona is going to move on. Very good. All right. So you basically got uh, all chalk all day here on the uh, playing yep. game. I and mean, that means on the next day, um, I don't know if these—I don't know if it's right to call these teams the sacrificial lambs, uh, because there are some pretty good little teams there um, yeah. with Arizona and Maryville. Uh, but let's let's get on to Friday. Since you had Pitt winning, that means that they get the pleasure of taking on UNLV, the number four seed. What do you think, Pitt versus UNLV?
1: Well, UNLV has been kind of like us in the second half here. We're not necessarily playing results-wise to the best of our abilities, and, uh, you know, they, they're they playing some games this weekend as well against uh, Oregon, the Division II program, and I know last night's game was pretty tight, uh, Friday's game, but UNLV's so talented, uh, they've got great goaltending, uh, I don't
0: suspect they're going to have any real issue with Pitt in this game, they should move on pretty, pretty easily. Okay. Uh the next game could be fun. Uh it's the you have number fourteen, Maryville, taking on the number three seed, the Iowa State Cyclones, the fighting Fairmans from Iowa, from Ames, Iowa. What do you think? Iowa State versus Maryville.
1: Oh, well, John Hogan's gonna owe me. I've got Maryville pulling the upset in this one.
0: Really?
1: All right. I think if their goaltender can play the way he's capable of playing and they can just clog up the middle in their zone like they like to do. Uh, I think it's going to be a very low-scoring game, you know, a, even a one nothing two one type game. But uh, I see Maryville pulling the upset
0: here. There you go. And, and you. that
1: has uh, that has nothing to do with the fact that I started my college career at Iowa
0: State. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a second, you're you're saying there's not even a just a hint, just even an ounce no, of maybe would, a vengeance. I would never, I would never. <laughs> never, ever, never. Okay, all right. Well, Maryville with the big upset. So there's the first big upset of your predictions. Uh, Let's carry on and see if you got any more in there Uh, because you have the number two seed, Minot State. They'd be taking on the winner from the Thursday playing game, which would be number 15, Ohio. Minot versus Ohio Beavers versus Bobcats.
1: Yeah, no upset here. Uh, Minot's gonna care of business against ohio i think this is my not time of year they play a, a tough schedule all year long and they just kind of they their whole season is preparing for this coming week so i i think they take care of business
0: they just grind don't they i mean they're just like a machine yeah Jeez. All right. And then the, uh, final game on Friday, it's, uh, number 16, Arizona as the winner of the Thursday night playing game, they get the pleasure of taking on Lindenwood, the number one seed at home. How's, how do you like that? That's a great, uh, consolation prize, huh? Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. You win on Thursday, you get to play the number one seed.
1: Look, I, I will say this, you know, despite everything, Lindenwood is beatable. There's no question. Uh, I don't think this is the game that's going to happen. Uh, but, you know, there, there are cracks in that armor. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to go as far as your normal co-host, Mr. Major Kirk, did the other day, asterisk and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, they do have a, a different type of lineup from anybody else in the country. But that lineup is beatable. Uh, we had four games against them this year. If, you, if people were able to watch the games, especially in person, and didn't just look at the, the stat sheet after – uh, you would see those, those were very close games. Maryville had close games with them. It, it's it's not out of the realm of possibility, but I just don't think Arizona's going to be, be the
0: ones to do it. Okay. All right. All right. Well, that's fair. That's fair. Linda Wood does. When they score, they seem to score in bursts and in bunches.
1: That, yeah, that's what happened with us. You know, the, the, when they came up here to play us, you know, every, it was a one-goal game going into third, and then they scored three goals in three minutes, and it was over at that point. Uh, and then Saturday night, it was – similar thing except it happened earlier they scored three quick goals in the first period and we were playing catch-up the rest of the time so uh yeah as you said they they score in bunches and it hurts
0: yeah so i figure if if a team can uh avoid that can uh you know just play hockey and avoid giving them uh the opportunities to score in bunches you gotta get a, a, a boxer's chance right yeah absolutely All right, very good. So UNLV, Maryville, Minot, and Lindenwood will move on to play on Sunday. In the meantime, we have the five through twelve seeds playing on Saturday. Starts off with a fun one on Saturday morning. The number five Liberty Flames, the number five seed, they'll take on Illinois, the number twelve seed. That's a rematch from a game played earlier this year in uh, Chicago that Liberty won six to three. Uh, What do you think, Cliff? What do you think is going to happen there with uh, Flames versus Fighting Illini?
1: Yeah, I, I like Liberty in this one. Illinois, is, is, they've got a good team. Uh, they swept us this year on their home ice. But as we all know, their home ice is a pretty sweet advantage. Uh, you know, they're, they kind of have to, almost not by choice, structure their game to play on that home ice, and that doesn't always translate to when they get on the road. So uh, I suspect uh, Liberty will, will have – Few issues here, uh, although it might end up being closer than I think, but I mean, it was about a 6-3 game last time they played. Uh, I suspect
0: a pretty similar score, maybe a two-goal game instead, but I think Liberty's going to roll. Okay. The next game on Saturday will feature the uh, regular season champions here from the uh, Western Collegiate Hockey League, Central Oklahoma, the Broncos. They're going to be taking on the number 11 seed, Indiana Tech, the winners of the Wolverine Hoosier Athletic Conference. I only like to say that because I get it so confused. I want to call it like the Worcester Hoosier Athletic Conference. <laughs> um, but, uh, okay, so we have UCO against Tech Warriors, Broncos. What do you think?
1: Indiana Tech's got a good team, but I don't think they've got enough for UCO. UCO's, uh, you know, they're, they're they're very talented. They've got Uh, quality goaltending. In fact, they've got a couple of them now Uh, when they, with the addition of uh, Dougie Wakeland uh, there at the break, he's going to be the the probably. I'm assuming the number two going in, but he's easily could be a number one Uh, as a former goaltender of mine from many years ago. uh, I coached in Colorado. Uh, UCOs has got a lot of firepower. Uh, You know, the only way to really shut them down is to, to keep Mr. Mikhailov off the board. And that's not an easy thing to do. Um, And even when you do, they still find ways to win, as we found out. Uh, Split with them this year, and I think we only gave up one goal from him in four games, and they still found a way to beat us several times.
0: Yeah, you UTL take that one. All right. All right. Very good. Well, here's the fun one. And um this one this one will just forewarn people at the nineteen thirty-seven mark that hey, uh, there could be some bulletin <laughs> board material here. But uh it's your Missouri State Tigers, the number ten seed, taking on number seven Adrian. And I remember a couple of years ago down in uh Frisco, uh Adrian in Missouri State had a uh, well, they had. I think you know the as you, we, uh, the best game of of that nationals. It was a one to nothing game that Adrian won uh, with a goal in like the last three minutes of the game. So that would make two out of the last two re, uh, national championships that Missouri State has had the best game, even though they lost both of them by one goal. I was going
1: to say yeah. That put, a, put a little note next to that. We lost.
0: Yeah, so what do you think is going to happen here? And I, I got to believe you're going to pick an upset, but uh, g- give us give us the unvarnished truth.
1: Yeah, no, it, it, I mean, obviously it's easy for me to sit here as a Missouri State coach and say, I, I think we're going to win, but I, I, legit, you know, I think it's a, a legitimate thing. I, you know, I've heard a couple other of your guests and hosts mention that Adrian you know, was going to Take this one, and, and that's fine. But you know, having done all the pre-scouting that we've done so far, and watched the video on them, you know, that, you know, Adrian's going to be good. We know that. But I don't believe, and I think others would agree, this is not the Adrian from last year. This is not the Adrian from the last few years. Um, so uh, they, I think, their schedule can be a hindrance to them, and it's not, you know, it's not necessarily their fault. Uh, they do what they can in non-conference, but. I think their conference schedule can, can actually backfire on them a bit. Uh, not getting challenged much. I mean, they're you know they get to play the literally the number sixty eight and sixty seven teams in the country this year late in the season and just steamroll them, and that's great and all, but it also you know creates a lot of bad habits. So you know we'll see what happens, but I I like our chances. I, I think we're going
0: to take that. All right, all right. So. So down would go the defending national champions. Yeah. Uh, Missouri State gets some uh, some measure of re- revenge from uh, three years ago down in Frisco. And then the final it game. A close
1: game. It, it will be a close game. I'm not saying we're going to go I mean They are a good team,
0: but
1: uh, I, I do think we're going to take
0: it. So. Okay. Well, then the final game on Saturday will be uh, Stony Brook versus Jamestown, the number eight seed versus number nine. In uh, Jamestown, this will be new for them since they're not playing Minot. I think they schedule every game all season long against Minot. They're
1: playing it this weekend, aren't they?
0: Huh, it's just crazy. It's yeah. just crazy. But hey, hey, power to them. Uh they're joining the B Conference next year, so they'll have a they'll have a little bit of variety after that. Um but uh yeah, Stone at the Seawolves versus the Jimmies, eight nine. What do you think?
1: Well, I mean we we sit here and joke about how and so they play Minot. I think that scheduling for them puts them at the advantage in this game, and I've got Jamestown uh, taking Sony Brook. And in fact, I you know I won't say they're going to blow them out, but I, I don't think it's going to be a one or two goal game. I, I I would suspect a good three goal win out of those guys.
0: Woo woo woo! That would be uh, that would be kind of fun to watch. I wouldn't mind that. Uh, but that's, that's the evil part of me. That's, uh, that's the evil part of me. All right, so there we go. Liberty, Central Oklahoma, Missouri State, and Jamestown are your upset winners or your two upsets and two, uh, two favorites to win on Saturday. That means on Sunday, the Friday winners played the Saturday winners, and we would have a first uh, Sunday morning matchup between UNLV, the number four seed, against number five Liberty. And holy smokes, this would be round four for those guys this season.
1: Yeah, I think this is gonna. I, I struggled with this one. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be a tight game. I I bet a, another one goal game here, but I have the more experienced Liberty Flames getting the better of UNLV in this one. And I, I hate saying that as a to another WCHL team, but I just think the experience of Liberty being it. Being at nationals and in a powerhouse every every single year just gives
0: them that little edge. You know, there's something to be said for that because it's kind of like uh, I, you know, I'm going to date myself, but it's it's kind of like how the uh, the Bulls of the Jordan era they it took them a long time to get past the Pistons. They had to play them and play them and lose to them and lose to them before they finally got over the hump. Yeah. And ACHA hockey is kind of like that too at nationals. Um, you know, you, there can be one hit wonders. There's no doubt. Oakland did it like 10, 12 years ago. Um, but but uh, for the most part, yeah, it, it pays to uh, go to go to nationals year in and year out and, and, and be, remember one,
1: that, be remember one of those be one of those top story dogs. Here, here in a little bit, so we'll probably recall
0: that story here shortly all right all right well then uh then the next game you have would be uh uh, on sunday would be number six central oklahoma taking on number 14 maryville the upset winner uh so a conference versus b conference number six versus number 14 uco maryville
1: sorry john hogan
0: Uh
1: here Uh history ends here (laughs) <laughs> uh, that's cruel.
0: That's cruel. You're taking their own little hashtag and sticking uh, it against them.
1: Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just be. I'll just turn off my phone. <laughs> uh, I now having said that, this will be. I think this will be a close game just because of the style. Uh, Maryville plays, but UCO is. You know they're they're gonna they're gonna have the firepower here to take this game.
0: Okay. So, so. All right. Um, well, here we go. Uh, once again, we got to put you on the hot seat because you have, uh, the number two, Minot state Beavers taking on the upset winners, number 10, Missouri state.
1: Well, well, you can recall your story now, because I think the ice Bears are that team that has to, you know, this is what Jeremy's fourth trip in five years to nationals and hasn't been able to quite get over the hump to get through. A few rounds here i think i think this is a, a year for us and i've got us in a very very close one uh taking the beavers down
0: whoa look at that taking yeah. out missouri state taking out number two minot look at that the battle of the m states and missouri takes out uh minot okay i like I, it I've,
1: I've told people since this bracket came out if if we were to you know make this dream a reality we're
0: going to have to run a gauntlet to do it. That's There's the truth. No that's, that's the God's honest truth, right? And, and, I've, and I've said that plenty of times. I, I kind of like the, the nature of this tournament simply because it's one and done. Men's two, men's three, they do pool play and whatever. And so you can afford to stub your toe and, you, you know, um, you can't do it more than once, but you can afford to stub your toe at least once and still move on to the semifinals and final. But here at the uh, men's Division One of the ACHA, it's one and done. You got to bring your A game every night, and the champion at the end of the day is uh, you know has definitely run a gauntlet. They've been they played four really good games, four really good yep. teams. So uh, yeah, okay, I like it. Number ten takes out number two. That leaves in the final game on Sunday, the final quarterfinal. Number one Lindenwood against number nine Jamestown.
1: This was uh, – I, I think Jamestown has it in them to to pull the upset. I just don't think it's going to happen. As I said, you know, Lindenwood's beatable, and Jamestown's the kind of team that can do it. I just don't know. and I, They may prove me wrong here. This is what I – kind of like the UNLV uh, Liberty game. I, I struggled, even though, you know, on paper you, you would think this is an easy choice. I think the further we get along here, the choice is uh, – I mean, for obvious reasons, get much more difficult. But I do have Lindenwood winning this. I think it's going to be a fairly close game, maybe a two-goal game. But it would not surprise me one bit if Jamestown really gives him
0: the run for it. All right, all right. So you have a final four of Lindenwood, Liberty, Central Oklahoma, and Missouri State. You say that would be number one, number five, number six, and number ten. And on the semifinals, everybody reseeds. so the high seed plays the lowest, and then the two in the middle play one another. So game one on Monday would be high-low. It would be number one, Lindenwood, against number 10, Missouri State.
1: We're finally going to do it, Chris. Yeah? We're finally going to get the monkey off our back. I've (laughs) got us finally, I have to do it, And, and I'm not just doing it out of loyalty to where I'm coaching, but. Again, you learn, you learn, you get kicked in the mouth enough by the same team over and over again. And, you know, every time we play them, we hear from Rick Zombo that they love playing against us because we give them all sorts of fits. We give them challenges. And I think it's time. And what better time to do it than in the Final Four at the National Championship?
0: On their home ice.
1: On their home ice.
0: Missouri State. players,
1: you know, we had this conversation in the locker room. I'm I'm kind of the you you know Jeremy, he's the more mellow of the two of us. I, I was getting the boys wound up in the locker room and said, What better time than to do it on their home rink in the final four? And the boys were like, Absolutely, we've got this.
0: Love it. I love it. All right, so number 10 takes out number one. A lot of upsets here. This is kind of of fun. Uh, The next game, uh, number five, Liberty, against number six, UCO. Talk about heavyweights there. Holy smokes.
1: You're you're really going to love this because I've got UCO, and I've got UCO handling Liberty, not blowing them out, but I think UCO's got the firepower to make this a – you know, a three goal win. I think UCO is going to take care of business here. Right. I'm looking
0: at it all all WCHL final. I'm telling you what, Cliff. We should have had you on the WCHL podcast earlier. Heck, with these early other folks that are, <laughs> you know, going with non WCHL things. I like this yeah, all this WCHL final. Yeah, this is how it's done. This is how it's done. <laughs> how it's done. look at you! Man, and I, all could have I could
1: have gone real crazy and had Arizona and UNLV in the
0: final four too. Just what? Wouldn't that have been great? Everyone, everyone else could have gone home and it would have just been me. And, uh, I mean, Brian Moran could have gone home. Craig Barnett, Dr. Murdoch, all those guys could have just stayed home. It would have been all WCHL affair. I would have loved it. Um, all right. So in the championship game, uh, let's see how this goes. Number six, UCO (laughs) number 10, Missouri state. I have a feeling I know which way it's going to go, but let's hear it.
1: I, I think, you know, where I'm going with this. I think, uh, And and again, don't be surprised if this ends up being an extra inning senior, but uh, I got the Ice Bears taking home their first division one national title.
0: How about that? Wouldn't that be wonderful? What would happen? You tell me this, Cliff, you've you've been in Missouri State now for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. What would happen to the city of Springfield if Missouri State were to bring home the Murdoch Cup?
1: Uh, there'd be a lot of excitement here. As you know, we've got a great fan base. Uh, we, every, every single uh, year we are nominated and and voted as the top club sport on campus. There's a lot of people on campus that already think we're an NCAA sport because we, we, have such a following. I think the excitement level would be through the roof. Uh, the excitement for, Athletics on on campus right now are big anyways, with, you know, the football team's doing great, with under Bobby Petrino, men's and women's basketball are doing great, uh, you know, under Coach Ford and Coach Moss, and I think just to to have the hockey team come back, carrying carrying a trophy with us, hanging a banner, I, I think this place would go absolutely bananas.
0: That's, uh, that'd be kind of wild. I just think of all the m- new merchandise you guys, Stan Melton and Ryan Armstrong have to be like, uh, like, uh, the Mr. Burns from the Simpsons. They have just to be, you know, rubbing their hands, uh, thinking of all the new, uh, national championship merchandise they could sell to all the, uh, ice bears fans.
1: So I told those guys last night, I was going to come on and do this with you today. And, Uh-oh. uh, I sent them a, a picture of the the bracket I put together for this and the amount of uh, F-bombs coming back. We're telling, saying, f yeah, we're, they're all on board. They like my style. We're ready
0: to go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Now let me ask you this before we let you go here. Um, you, Missouri State's broadcaster, Steve Casson will be in St. Louis and he'll be doing some games on uh, yeah. hockey TV. So I yes. got, I got to ask you, um, over, under, the number of times that Steve uses instant replay during his broadcast, um, will it be over ten or under ten?
1: Well, actually I'm not sure how to answer that because I don't know how they've got the system set up there because it's it won't be his normal system. It'll be through Tasaki, I assume. Uh-huh. So so I don't know I, I don't know if I can actually answer that one. and, I, <laughs> and, and not only that. Oh, to his credit, so uh, he's not doing it alone this year. He's uh, you know, we've, we've got some help up there, and they do a fantastic job. Uh, if you've seen our, our setup this year, the graphics and everything are really cool. Uh, they've done a great job with it, um, just elevating our, our broadcast. But uh, I don't even know which games he's doing. I am not even. I know he was trying to get on our games. I don't know if he's going to be able to accomplish that, he's definitely going to be doing
0: games up there. He I think will. he's even doing
1: some women's games.
0: Oh wow. Okay. Well, good for him. He uh yeah, I, I give him a hard time. Let let's 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 let me let me rephrase the question then cuz it was a poorly phrased question then. That's 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 what we do as lawyers. Given uh, the
1: opportunity, how many?
0: <laughs> given the opportunity, if he were using his own rig, how many? And and I guess 10 10 or more, it would it shouldn't be in the game. That would be per period. So, uh how many times in a game what's the over under for how many times he would use instant replay?
1: Oh, jeez. I would definitely say it's got to be over over fifteen.
0: Over over fifteen—that's that's, that's well, a, such he, a low bar.
1: It is, but you know he, he's been he's been good about it. It's it's you know obviously it'll be on goals and obviously it'll be on penalties. But yeah, there is the occasional you know random icing that'll pop up. But you know again we. <laughs> As you said, we like to give Steve a hard time, but I
0: do, I do, I do, yeah, and, I do. Uh, I, I figure the proper answer is, however many stoppages there are, that's when the instant replays will roll. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, I, I will say this, we, like like said, we'll get Steve. We'll have fun with Steve, but when I go and listen to other broadcasts around the country, uh, we're
0: we're pretty fortunate. Yeah, <laughs> there's there, there's there's no doubt, and we, are we only kidding because uh, because we he, he's he gets it he he's number one uh he does such a good job number two he's he doesn't have a a thin skin where he'll get offended he knows that we're just poking fun at him and giving him grief and that's because we like him so much so all right all right well in in that same vein um just got to ask you um a a question how many times during uh in take it just understand i have not been to centene ice uh, ice arena uh or oh, nope, never been couldn't tell you where it is um in fact somebody asked me the other day if there was a hotel right next to it. i said yeah i think it's a comfort inn and i was like oh no 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 that's maryville's place
1: that's Maryville. Well, no there's a there's a casino hotel right next
0: to it yeah which really bodes well for a lot of people from a lot of degenerates from the acha staying at the casino hotel oh boy so tell me tell me this um one of the big hang-ups that um, the ACHA seems to have is uh, Marsh Pegs. Do we have Marsh Pegs at the Centene Community Ice Center, at least on the big USA rink that we're going to be playing on? I
1: don't recall there being Marsh Pegs, no.
0: Ooh, all right.
1: Now, that may have... Yeah, I I don't recall that. You would think, you know, with having a, a women's division one team there. And we won't even talk about the other rumor. Um, <laughs> you would, you would think they would have figured, I mean, we have them in our for the game. Um So you would think they would, have, and maybe they figured something out. For Nationals, I don't know. Yeah.
0: Maybe but they I went don't. with those, maybe they went with those Pegasus or Tridents or whatever those things are. See, and
1: I don't, I don't, I don't think those are all that great. Honestly, and if, if normal pegs are used properly, but everybody wants to sit there and jam them in the ice, and that's the wrong way to go about it. It creates a big hole. Yep, you're supposed to just set them, set them down, put the net on top, and let the, you know, whatever the physics involved there is the metal to just melt them into the ice, and that gives you a good secure bond. So, but everybody wants to sit there and jam them in, and just get chunks of ice out of the way, and it just makes it awful. And by what, how many games are there? I gained 19 just in the Division One tournament. It's going to be a mess.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's the reason why I asked, because uh, part of the fun that I always have is um, listen, listening to people complain about the Marsh Pegs or, or the lack thereof, especially uh, it happened down in Frisco quite a bit, and I know it happened in, Mar- in Maryville last year as well. So they, yeah. they, they yeah. tend to uh, wring their hands when there's a stoppage in play when the goalie pops the net off. Yeah. So, no, oh, yeah. well. All right. So uh, what's the, so we, we, you've, you've already gone out on a, on your huge limb. You've, uh, <laughs> you've put it yeah, out I there. See, I
1: don't see it as a big limb because well, I have, I, I can sit here to get, I can give bullets to board with you and everybody, I can give you, and I'm not going to do it cause I'm not going to give the bullets to. board with you, but I can give you a reason for every single one of at least the Missouri state picks. I can give you a, a, an honest reason for each one of those, but I, again, I'm not going right. to give anybody.
0: <laughs> no, I, I I hear, I, I just say a huge limb because it's the number 10 seed and not, uh, you know, one of the top four.
1: What's, what's the lowest seed to ever win the national championship?
0: Number 11, you Oakland. Know? They, they, <laughs> they came in, I think it was 2008 when it was their first year of moving up from, uh, uh, men's division two. They had won the last two men's division two championships in their first year at men's one. They, uh, they survived an overtime game in the very first round. Um, and then they ran roughshod. It was behind a, a player named Will McMahon and it was coach uh, Sean Hogan's first uh first team there in the ACHA. And uh yeah, they just ran it was the a Cinderella story for those guys. So the number 11 seed is the deepest, the lowest that we've had. So 10 is nothing. 10 no, is nothing. You. 10 is nothing. Well heck, I mean Minot not wanted down in Frisco when they were a six. So yeah. it, it's happened. It's it's not out of the realm of possibility, and that's the nice thing about this tournament and about the ACHA Men's One is it's um, you know the I'm not, I don't want to say parity is there, but the level of competition is has definitely grown, and the number of uh, killer teams. It's not like there's just one team and everybody else. It's I mean you look at this at this field, Lindawood can win it. My not can win it. Iowa State. Well, yeah, maybe maybe. Uh, they could, maybe. I mean they just took an eight to one waxing from Lindenwood. Nevada, yeah. Las Vegas can win it. Liberty, Central Oklahoma. Adrian won't because I, they're I, playing yeah, you guys.
1: I count, yeah, I count ten teams on here that have a legitimate, you know a, a legitimate yeah. re- a way to win it. There's no question. Ten yeah. to the twenty. And then there's always the the idea of an upset. So yeah.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, that's that's unlike it had been uh, 15, 20 years ago when it was you can guarantee it was Penn State, Ohio, um, you know, Lindenwood making it was was the oddity. It was some form of Penn State, Ohio, Illinois, and Rhode Island. And, yep. you know, so uh, anyways, yeah, this this will be very good, very good. All right, Cliff, well, hey, we appreciate you uh, taking the time out of your busy weekend to uh, put up with me and to put up with my chainsaw neighbors. No ambulance has shown up. <laughs> and I'm, I just leaned over here. There's still one joker. They now have a ladder, um, yeah, which, that's, that's not great. yeah, I was going to say, they're moving on up. They're now using two <laughs> tools as opposed to just one. They have a ladder. And uh, so I guess uh, life, you know, life is shining on them. Someone has a horseshoe up their tail over there across the street. So uh, very good. Very good. Well, <laughs> thanks again for being on the podcast. I look forward to seeing you up there in uh, St. Louis Hopefully, Absolutely. hopefully not at the casino. Not um, me. I'm not <laughs> a casino guy. Not, neither am I. You know, I had to tell, I had to remind the guys. I said, you know what? If we're staying at the casino, uh, please make sure that you know uh, I have a non smoking room. And they said, oh no, 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 all the rooms are are non smoking. There's no wor- reason to worry about that. And I said, look, 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 look. It's at a casino. Have you ever been to a casino? Yeah. It's like a chimney. Of course, there are smoking rooms there. So yeah, uh, I.
1: I I joke with people, all these, uh, summer showcases that take place in Las Vegas. I'm, I'm one of the few coaches that goes to every single game or practice because I have no desire to be anywhere else in Vegas.
0: Yeah. I can't imagine. Not, not for me. I can't imagine. Hey, I would either be at the, uh, well, I, w- I wouldn't be at the casino, but I'd be at a lot of other places. Uh, yeah, but uh, a lot of other distractions. Anyways, Cliff, I appreciate it. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks so much for listening, and thanks for putting up with my BS. And um, yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, if there is a parade in uh, Springfield, <laughs> maybe uh, maybe the commish will uh, swing on up and uh, oh, away anytime. from away from a corner. Yeah, so anytime that works that works all right i'm gonna hit a magic button we'll get out of here hang on to the phone though okay yeah